Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. There's so many different off-labels that are builder-grade brands, and that's kind of your builder basic stuff for that brand new spec home. And if you're gonna save some money, you know, if you're gonna go super cheap and you want something that does that, you're gonna have to really consider that that's a builder-grade brand and you better be getting a killer deal on it because it's not gonna be the same as one of the mainline brands. It's meant to be cheaper. And, you know, make sure that that warranty is solid on it because it's just not gonna be as nice as one of the mainline, more serious brands of HVAC equipment. So let's break down the brands just a little bit. To me, my favorite number one carrier, that's the easy one, but they have a lot of other brands. So they have Carrier, Bryant, and Payne. That's their kind of big three that they have. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Hour number two. We've got a great show lined up for you. This is going to be four different subjects and four different segments. So you're going to get a little bit of everything today. First off, I wanted to talk about something that has been a very hot subject. That it's one of the things that I've had probably some of the most questions about over the last couple, oh, two or three months. There are so many people out there that are buying new ACs or heat pumps or trying to figure out how to navigate, you know, to get the right system. And there are some really keys to think about here. And the first rule that I have is that the brand of the unit is important, but just as important as the brand is having the right installation company to do it. For instance, I could go out and I put a carrier system of mine. I love my carrier infinity system that I put in. And it does a super good job, has been just absolutely amazing. I've loved it. But I picked the right installation crew, which in my Portland area is Pyramid Heating and Cooling. It's who I've worked with for years. They're who I trust in the Portland area. So when it comes down to it, that is the key right there. The right brand and the right installer. Now let's talk brands a little bit here. The big three companies out there are Dakin Amana, Train slash American Standard, and Carrier Bryant. Those are the big three companies. Now, out of the big three, there's a few other companies we'll talk about in a second here, but there's probably 160 different off-label brands in the U.S. that are versions of probably top six manufacturers. But those are the top three. The one thing that makes it hard in the HVAC industry out there is that there are a lot of builder-grade brands, and I'm not going to mention any one of them here, but... There's so many different off-labels that are builder-grade brands, and 
that's kind of your builder basic stuff for that brand new spec home. And if you're going to save some money, you know, if you're going to go super cheap and you want something that does that, you're going to have to really consider that that's a builder grade brand and you better be getting a killer deal on it because it's not going to be the same as one of the mainline brands. It's meant to be cheaper. And, you know, make sure that that warranty is solid on it because it's just not going to be as nice as one of the mainline, more serious brands of HVAC equipment. So let's break down the brands just a little bit. To me, my favorite number one carrier, that's the easy one, but they have a lot of other brands. So they have Carrier, Bryant, and Payne. That's their kind of big three that they have, but they have a lot of other sub-brands. So they have like Comfort Maker, Tempstar, Day and Night, Hale, and Keep Right. There's a whole bunch of other ones like that. They're just sub-brands, and some of them are builder brands that are going to be in there. The next one down is a close second, which is good, and that's Train. And you know them as Train slash American Standard. That's kind of their two big brands that they market under. Those are going to have the latest and greatest technology. That's going to have all the big stuff to it. But they do have their budget builder brands, which are Ameristar, RunTrue, Oxbox. So those are all their other brands. Next one down is Goodman. Now, they've really come back over the last few years as a low-cost solution. Uh, Goodman had a bunch of problems for a lot of years. Uh, but they were bought by Daikin uh, in 2012. And so Daikin kind of bailed them out and got them under control. So Daikin did a lot to help those guys out. So Daikin, Amana, Goodman is kind of their thing. So they've really got that dialed in, and uh, it's a great budget-friendly option. Now, Lennox is another brand. And so they've got Lennox, Armstrong Air, Concord, Duncan, Airflow. But I'll be honest, um, I have friends, including one neighbor, that have had nightmare Lennox issues. And one of my neighbors bought a house next door, uh, right next door to my place. And... The one-year labor warranty ran out, and it was going to cost him so much more to get that one fixed and working. After being installed for a year, it was cheaper, even with the parts warranty, to go ahead and put a different HVAC system in. That's how bad a problem they had. So it was cheaper for them to go with another brand after a year. So be careful there. Um. They have had some serious quality control issues. Now, they could have got them fixed, but over the last couple of years, um, I have had nothing but complaints and feedback with that brand. Another big brand, Ream. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's not going to be the carrier train, but it's going to be better than a Goodman. So Ream's a good brand out there. Uh, Ream owns uh, Rudd as well, R-U-U-D. So, you know, there's a couple brains there as well. And then York is another one. It's kind of just your middle of the road, kind of like what Ream is. So they've got uh, their parent companies, Johnson Controls. They also own brands like Coleman and Luxair. But, um, 
even though York isn't really that big, it's still just a good company. So, you know, these are all great brands right there. So these are things to think about when you're looking at those brands. So, you know, the, the premieres are still going to be the Carrier, Bryant, Train, American Standard, Daikin, and Lennox. That's kind of your top A-list brands. But when it comes down to it, guys, it's not all like we were talking about, not all the same with the brands. So here are my issues that I say. Find the right installer. I want you to find the brand, the installer that is certified by the company. I want to see them be a, a certified installer. I want them to be on their preferred list. I do not want the local chuck up from a truck HVAC guy working on your project. I want you to get a number of quotes, take a look at financing, see what the rebates are going to do. You know, so factory trained and rebates. And right now on heat pumps, it is something that I would take a look at. Uh, heat pumps can go into most of the United States. Uh, there's some places in the Midwest that might not work well because you're going to get into those sub-zero temperatures. But really, heat pumps, uh, we've had, I know people that are using them in Maine and they work well. So those are things to take a look at. But your government rebates coming back from your state, local, even your power company, do your research because rebates can save you thousands of dollars. And that puts money back in your pocket. So get the right brand is equal to get the right installer. Get your multiple quotes. Make sure, of course, they're licensed, bonded, insured. Make sure they're pulling the permits on your project to make sure they're getting inspected. Mine had two inspections. I had a electrical inspection on mine and I had an HVAC inspection to make sure everything was done correctly and making sure they're factory trained. Those are the big keys right here to make sure you get the right stuff and make sure that you've got the right estimates. And then take a look to make sure that they are sizing it correctly and double check that on your estimates. Sometimes somebody will come in with a low quote and they made it too small and you're not going to have a cool or a warm house. Around the house, we'll be right back after these important messages. Don't go anywhere. And Satchel from Steel Panther, and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. Yeah. We love Eric G, and you should too. Welcome back to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. If you're just joining us on the radio, we were just talking about uh, buying the right brand of AC and who to trust and who to be careful of. And then now we're talking about, you know, we got four subjects, four segments today. Next one here is troubleshooting those Wi-Fi issues in your home. Now, here's the thing. If you've got a 2,000 square foot home and you've got your modem, jammed into a closet someplace or into an office, there's a good chance it's not going to be covering your whole house. So the first thing I do is make sure that one, you've restarted that modem, unplugged it, restarted it, make sure that that's been reset. You should be doing that probably once a month to make sure that it's going. And it doesn't matter if you own your own modem or if you're using one from your internet carrier, restarting that is key. Making sure that's good. Now, I went, you know, there's multiple ways to do it. 
they have these little extenders you can put out, but really you want to have a Wi-Fi mesh system. And these are little pods that basically will take that and be a repeater and give you a transmitted service in multiple places in your house. So here's what happens, and this is why this is important. If you have a fireplace, maybe a heating and cooling system, a laundry set, like a washer and dryer, a refrigerator, um, even an exterior wall with uh, foil flashing or anything like that, any kind of metal, metal ductwork can even be a problem. These are things that can create this shadow where you lose signal and lose the ability to receive and transmit. So by doing this, now you have multiple transport points around the house. And when you're looking at these mesh networks, take a look at it. You want it to be kind of like a, a sprinkler system. You want that sprinkler to cover all your house, including areas outside where you have maybe, you know, something like a uh, cameras or things like that. Make sure you're covered there. But make sure that's going to cover you into the right places. Now, rule number one, if you've got things going to other parts of your house, or like in my case here where I'm broadcasting out of the garage, out of my workshop, I have a wired connection going out here. Because if I look at my wall that has the space between my Wi-Fi router and my office, I have an HVAC unit, a stacked washer and dryer, a Bradford White heat pump water heater, and a refrigerator. And then the insulation between the house and the garage is 1977 foiled back insulation. I have everything going against a good Wi-Fi signal. And so what I did was, is I ran Cat6 cable out to the garage and then went into a hub so I could plug in anything that I could out here, as well as plugged in a mesh Wi-Fi router out here. So now my exterior is covered. So now I've got multiple spots to do that. Now, I did have some problems where I was getting crosstalk and just something wasn't going on right. And I think I figured it out. I had some old Wi-Fi range extenders that I had in my house that, quite frankly, I had forgotten about it. One was plugged into the back of a closet. One was in another bedroom that we weren't using. And it was confusing my system. That caused issues. So, too many things can cause problems that create signals. So, be careful of that. Those things can get in the way. Now, when you're looking at, uh, at Wi-Fi technology, you want to make sure and get something that at least has that 6E compatibility in your Wi-Fi mesh network. Make sure you've got something that's going to be fast. Get the fastest one you can because over the next few years, Wi-Fi is going to get remarkably faster. So make sure that you're buying something that's not going to last you six months to a year. Make sure you get something that's going to last you a few. So let's make sure that you've got that dialed in. So here's my recommendation. When in doubt, have wired connections in your home. If you're building or remodeling, throw in some high quality cable and plug in the things that don't give you any problems. It's one less thing to worry about. And cables work really well. Now, in my house, I've got Comcast. You've heard me have Comcast on here before. I pay for it. It is, it is uh, something that takes a lot of money. 
that uh, we end up, you know, paying for, but it's just one of those things. So the key here is to make sure that you've got things dialed in because I went with the Wi-Fi based TVs. So I don't have coax cable to go into my TVs. They're Wi-Fi based. That's great, but you've got to have the signal to do it. So I've tried to get away from the only coax that I'm using in my house goes from my router to the outside box, and that's it, and the, into the main cable box. Everything else is Wi-Fi based, and that works out pretty well. Now, I've got a lot of other things that are wired because then that gives me the extra security that gives me everything else. Um, I don't have wire everywhere, but it's something to consider when you're doing it. Now, home office, I would say wired if you can. If you've got anything else that's doing TVs, if you can go to a cat cable into those so you can plug those in, awesome. Let that be, you know, and put in the best cable you can afford. And when in doubt, give room to pull in new cable if you're creating something there. But really getting that dialed in. And then here's the other tip I have. If you are getting your cable and you go in and do a speed test on it and you're like, wow, this, I'm right plugged into my modem and I don't have it, call your cable company. Call your internet provider. Many times I have been burned, seriously burned, about, wow, what, what's wrong with my system? No, I had a squirrel one time. I had a bad connection where weather had gotten into it. And call your cable provider. If you're not getting what you're paying for, call your provider and find out why. There's a problem then. And you can fix it. Now, older computers, sometimes they will only go so fast. And if you're on a long run of, of Cat6 cable, you can get reduced distance. The longer that goes, the slower it is. So if you're plugged right into the back of it, and you've got a nice high-speed computer with a decent card in it, you can at least see where you're at with that modem. And if you're not getting what you're expecting, guess what? Call them. Get them out there to service it. I have Comcast coming out to my house probably once a year taking a look at stuff. And they do a great job of maintaining it, but it's something that I need the high speed for what I'm doing here with the video production, everything else that we've got going on here in my, in my office. So it's one of those things that uh, having that dialed in is key. That way, you're going to be good to go. So one, make sure you got a mesh network. Two, make sure that you've got a great security system on that. Make sure you're using... You're um, using your password and using a hard one so people can't get in there. And three, just consider the things that are in the way and get it set up so you don't have any issues. And that's my secret for troubleshooting some of the Wi-Fi issues in your home to make sure you've got a better signal. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the DIY projects I'm working on and some of the projects coming up and some new products just as soon as Around the House returns. Hey, this is Ron Keel, the Metal Cowboy from Keel, the Ron Keel Band and Steeler. We are rocking around the house with Eric G. Raise your fist, make your stand for Welcome back to the Around the House Show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Well, this is a show where we've got four topics 
four segments today. So our next one here, since we're coming back from break, is I'm talking about some of the projects that I'm working on right now and uh, some of the cool little uh, places that I've found. So here's the cool thing. i am uh, got a fencing project I'm getting ready to tackle at my place coming up here for a future episode of Around the House Northwest, my television show. Now, I wanted to come up with some fencing for the front of my house and showed up on social media this company called Durabond Fencing. And I went, wow, that is beautiful stuff. It is a metal fencing. And it's a super cool stamped metal. That's actually a, a roll form metal, but we won't get too technical here. But it is a affordable, maintenance-free privacy fencing. And this stuff is stunning. And I went, okay, what's the story? So I was just down, actually, literally down with these guys today, talking with them. And uh, two really cool people down there. And uh, I was really impressed. So I uh, met up with uh, Catherine and Craig down there. Craig is the founder here in the U.S. Uh, came into the States here from New Zealand in 06. Super cool dude. And uh, owns a company there called Kiwi Fab. And uh, all of a sudden, him and Catherine decided to start Durabon Fencing. So those two are out there crushing it. And um, I tell you what, this is cool stuff. Color, Color Bond has this f- privacy fencing in Australia and New Zealand. And they brought it to the States. And this stuff is absolutely stunning. Where you can find it, and you'll see a video coming up on it, uh, durabondfencing.com, uh, based out of the West Coast here. But, I mean, come on. 10-year guarantee. If you just give your, you know, fence a a quick bath every once in a while, that's all you got to do to maintain this. No staining, no broken wooden fences. I went over to to, uh, one of the projects they had, and I'll just leave it at that. These guys had a fence, and the fence put up the same week a cedar went across the walkway. That thing was already failing, and it had been in there, what, five or six years now? That was already looking pretty rotten. And this thing looks like the day it was put up. So uh, as far as fencing goes, super impressed. And uh, they've got a lot of different design details with it, which I like. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff there. And uh, they've got a great a great setup here for that. So uh, really impressed with this. Um, impressive. Uh, if you've got a... A, uh, it also does some uh, sound control as well. You know, if you're in a wildfire area or winds, I mean, this is something that I would sure take a look at over a wooden fence any day of the week. And that's uh, Durabond Modern Steel Fencing. Check it out. Now, airing out today on Around the House Northwest TV show, I've been working with uh, this specialty manufacturer of uh, composite decking. And I work with a lot of different decking companies. Uh, over the years, but uh, this stuff is called Outlive, and they are the authorized millboard distributor out there in the U.S. Outlive.info is how you find them, and I build a built a planter here for uh, our tomato uh, garden at the end of our deck because in my area here with all the trees, I have limited sunlight areas, and that was the place that got the most sun, which is where I needed to put the vegetable garden. 
and they have some really cool weathered oak that they have, which is stunning. And this is a composite. And so I did this in the ember color and you'll see it on the show. I'll post it up here uh, later on today on the around the house uh, page. But here's what's cool about this stuff. This looks like a very old just it's their weathered oak it's they have vintage ember driftwood and i tell you what this stuff is stunning they actually molded it so this does not look like any other composite decking that you see out there this looks like an 1870s rail car floor is i think what they molded it from holy smokes it's awesome and then the cool trick that i love about it is that that it actually has this self-healing bit to it. So when I put a screw in, it actually sucks around the end of the screw when it goes into the board when you sink it in and hides the fastener. So really impressed. Uh, We're going to be doing another project here with the enhanced grain coming up. I'm actually going to be filming that here this next week where we're doing some stairs with it. And uh, I tell you what, when you look at this stuff, you'll put money down that that's actually a real weathered wood. And that's what I like about it. And that's uh, outlive.info is where you can find that stuff. And so um, I tell you what, they've got it for the pros. They've got it uh, dealers across the U.S. Um, they're a board member at Nary. So they're just a really cool uh, company. I love this millboard product. It is something that looks different. It's hand molded. It's really meant to look like what it's meant to be. And it gives you that added slip resistance as well. So I'm impressed. Um, it's something to take a look at. Make sure you check it out. Outlive. And you can check out their website also at millboard.com. But Outlive is where you're getting the product from. So that's some cool stuff right there. Now, if you've been watching the show on the TV side of things, you probably caught a sneak peek of one of my new projects. And that's where I've got a window that I put in with uh, Milgard. In the front of my house, I'm redoing that front facade, getting the getting the damage fixed out there. I had a lot of, you know, that T111 siding that I painted black, but I realized that uh, when I was painting it, there was a lot of little soft areas where it painted up nice, but I could tell that we had some issues from previous um, carpenter and damage because, you know, I live in the woods. It happens sometimes, especially in a 1979 house that uh, has not been maintained that well. So over the years. And so we've been playing some catch up for previous sins, if you know what I mean. So I'll be replacing the front door. I'm going to be doing, um, um, actually been taking off that siding, putting up, um, some brand new zip system to give us a waterproof membrane. Going to then put on a rain screen and putting on a really cool system out there with uh, fiber on. They've got their cladding going on the front of the house. It's going to be super awesome. Uh, and that's all part of that, including a new brand new garage door that I've been working on. So got a lot of cool new products coming out. Uh, can't wait for the Simpson garage, uh, Simpson door for the front of the house. That is going to be a black walnut slab that, uh, with some glass in it that is going through their shop right now. So that'll be coming up on a future project. We've got some great stuff happening and uh, a lot of cool projects. Uh, all these people have been so great to work with, uh, zip, um, Rockwell. I got to throw their names out there. Uh, they're not paying for me to talk about any of this in this episode. This is just talking about some cool products that we're dealing with. Simpson has been great, as well as um, people over at Fiberon. 
another great company. And then uh, Clope coming up on the garage door soon. So these are all things that are happening here on the front facade to really kick up that curb appeal and to get my house dialed in because, uh, you know, that old garage door, uh, you know, uh, it's working well. But I tell you what, the panels are getting rotten. I've just got a nice little smile to the bottom of it from it uh, warping. You know, it, it has had a good life, but it is definitely time for it to go with its, uh, you know, 40 plus year life. It has done well. Uh, any wood garage door that can have a four inch overhang over the front of it in my weather climate has done well. And uh, it has lived a good life and it's time to put in something that is going to be much more durable much more insulated and uh, even quieter, which I'm looking forward to as well. And then I'll be putting in this really cool brand new garage door opener from uh, LiftMaster that's going to be really exciting. So that is what's coming up in my world. We are going to have some conversations here about contractors ripping people off. Just assume is around the house returns. Around the House Show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education, all while we're having a good time. Right, guys? Well, thanks for tuning in today. If you're just joining us on the radio, we've been talking about four different subjects and four different segments. So this is just all jammed into uh, all one show here today. Well, the other stuff we were talking about today were HVAC companies and getting the right quote for that new air conditioning or heat pump. We were also talking about really here some of my projects in the last segment that I've been tackling and then troubleshooting Wi-Fi issues. And here I wanted to talk about a trend that's happening right now, and I think it's our economy. And I think it's really coming around into a problem that we're seeing that um, people trying to find and save money on that remodel, and they're really getting burned. And I just wanted to talk about that today. Well, we were talking about some of the projects that I've been jamming on here this last segment just to say, if you want to find the videos for those on YouTube, just go to YouTube and go at Fox 12 Oregon and then go over to the playlists and then look for Around the House Northwest and you can click on there and find the playlist. We've got 81 videos over for you to take a look at so far. And every week we're putting four to six videos up on there. So we've got a lot of new stuff up there. Uh, just to give you a hint of what we've touched on just to kind of tease you i visited pendleton woolen mills and saw wool get made i uh did a cool story on installing a high-end tile backsplash where we did from start to finish we talked to comcast about 10g internet saw the latest stuff from festool and the roadshow played with some of their new tools and then uh, that window replacement we were talking about earlier and then uh, of course we had some cool stuff from gerber tools energy audits the list goes on and on dewalt Sweat and pipe, all those different things in the episodes. So you can take that a look. Fox 12 Oregon YouTube channel and then find the Around the House playlist right there. Well, here's one thing that's been really 
troubling that I've been seeing. And I've been getting a lot of calls from people just in my local area. And I know this is a national thing. There have been people getting taken by unlicensed, unbonded, uninsured people pretending to be contractors. And I'm going to keep this a little vague because there is an ongoing battle here that I'm not going to throw myself in the middle of. So I'm going to uh, kind of wipe clean some of the details. But this family spent almost 140 grand, and this house literally is going to have to get gutted back to the studs. And what work has been done is going to have to be torn out and thrown in the dumpster. And this is something that is really troubling. And they pretended to be a contractor, wrote out a contract like they did. And this quality of work is so poor. And let me, let me walk around the exterior and just paint you a little mental picture here. So I walk up, if you walk around the house, this house was built in maybe the 50s or 60s. And there was a um, kind of a particle board exterior ply that was up there before OSB and it has like a tar cover kind of impregnated into it. It looks like, and they went through and installed a fiber cement siding over the top of this and just nailed it wherever, not into the studs. Didn't put any kind of a vapor barrier behind it. There was some tar paper in certain spots, but they did not follow one recommended installation instruction from the entire thing of installing it where the contractor put it in the, the, the material said, Hey, don't caulk the seams. What do they do? They really poorly caulked the seams and they put on probably four times as much caulking as they needed to. And as soon as it gets hot, it's going to push all that out like toothpaste out of a toothpaste tube. It's absolutely horrible. I walk around to this illegal deck that they've built. There's too much of a cantilever on it. It's probably a 40, 45% cantilever. And it is nailed with framing nails into the house, into that same kind of particle board stuff. No flashing, no bolts. There is a brand new patio door installed. And oh my gosh, that patio door is installed with drywall screws and no flashing. And it just gets worse from there. You go inside. This contractor decided to build cabinets out of particle board. Had clearly never built a cabinet in their life. There were fillers that were kind of, they didn't know what to do because they were trying to build cabinets to get the doors ordered from. And it was a disaster. I mean, it. they forgot to drill the shelf holes. Uh, clearly... It was, some of it was used cabinet boxes, it appeared, that they had uh, put through and tried to remake. The double oven cabinet was not going to actually hold the double oven. And they had run a 110 power outlet to the back of it. And I guarantee you, a double LG oven is not going to be powered off of that. So they didn't even have the right power for that. The sink was up against the refrigerator. Probably one of the worst cabinet designs that I've ever seen in a kitchen that had been replaced. And then when you walk into the bathrooms, even worse, no waterproofing in the showers. There's just one huge disaster where those tiled, it was half tiled over drywall. 
they had some stucco work that was, they had tried to come in and use some stucco waterproofing. I mean, this, every shower was going to have to get gutted back to the studs. It was just shocking how poor this job was. And I feel bad for these people. You know, they, they hired the wrong person. They paid them way too much money. This, in my opinion, looked like maybe uh, somebody that had been working on a painting team or maybe painting, maybe, I don't know, drywaller, maybe, I don't know. But uh, clearly we're not licensed, bonded, and insured, and these people are going to have to go try to get their $135,000 back and turn around and probably spend another couple hundred to get it back because they're going to have three bathrooms gutted, a kitchen that needs to go back to the studs, and a new exterior. I mean, they have got a hundred things wrong. And uh, unfortunately, this is one of those life lessons. And they don't really have any recourse because, you know, if this person, I don't know this person, I don't know who they are. I've never met them. But this contractor probably doesn't have the resources to give them the refund on that that needs to come back and does not have the skills to fix it. So um, trying to sue somebody that doesn't have any money or insurance or anything else is going to be a, tr- a, a, a big problem for them. And there's a huge lesson to be learned here. That's why that license bond and insurance, and clearly they didn't pull any permits on it either. So this whole project is completely sideways. And it's going to be $140,000 lesson for them because that money just got flushed down and now they're going to have to go fill up a landfill with all that brand new product they paid for. And uh, to do it right, they're going to have to put a lot more materials into it. And obviously, it's going to cost them a lot more money. I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be a two hundred to $240,000 remodel to do it right with the, the type of finishes that they had in there. And uh, I don't want to see anybody get into this situation. So get your estimates. Call the references. We've talked about how to hire a contractor before. But I am seeing right now about one of these a week with people looking at their finances, trying to save money. I get it, guys. It is expensive out there. And remodel projects have doubled in price this last two years, if not tripled on some of them. But there is no way to get around that until they get inflation under control and uh, prices come down. This is the land we're in. And even getting a loan is expensive. So, uh, you know, great time to learn these DIY projects and to take on some of these projects or save up the money, work hard, and be able to afford to buy the right contractor to do the work because this is just brutal and there's so many people getting taken. And uh, even trying to find an attorney to help this family take it on, it's going to be a long battle for them and it's going to be painful. So that's my tip for the day on trying to make sure that you're not getting taken advantage of because there's 95% of contractors out there are wonderful, great people. There are the handful out there ripping people off that are taking advantage of everybody. And uh, I know the industry wants to get rid of those people. So uh, we can have safer communities out there and a safer house. So it's all said and done because this was going to be one moldy mess. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to around the house this week. I do appreciate it. Make sure and check it out. The podcast, if you're on the radio and don't forget our midweek special, as always, thanks for tuning in to around the house. Somewhere
It's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.